Welcome to the Recruitment Flex. I'm Serge. And a couple of weeks ago, we had the pleasure of joining the Job Board Geek podcast. So we decided to rebroadcast. Listen and enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. I'm Jeff Dickey Chasens. I am the job board doctor, the host of the show. And with me is the always humble Stephen Rothberg of College Recruiter. He is the co-host. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? I am great. I was so excited earlier today. I got a package in the mail from a couple of people in Calgary. I'm assuming you got exactly the same package that I got. And mine was stuffed full of maple syrup, Timbits, Canadian Club Rye Whiskey, a plate of steaming hot poutine, and best of all, two center ice tickets to the Battle of Alberta game. How did you enjoy your package, Jeff? Steven, I think you're off your meds, <laughs> is what I think. So, I, you know, I they don't deliver the mail every day here in the town that I live in. You don't so. get gift boxes from Canadian guests? Do they only send it to me? Canadians don't like me. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, I have relatives that are Canadians, but uh, no. Um, anyway, today we have Canada's answer to Chad and Cheese as our guests, uh, Serge Boudreau and Shelley Billinghurst. They'll be on in a little bit to talk. But first, Stephen, I wanted to talk a few minutes about something that happened in the U.S. courts, I guess last month. The uh, Ninth Circuit Court seems to have firmly and decisively rejected LinkedIn's claim against Q. Now, this this case has been uh, battling around in the courts for a couple of years now, maybe even longer. Uh, in essence, Q was scraping public profiles from LinkedIn and using them in their own product, and LinkedIn didn't like that and said, "You can't do that. You know, this is our this is our mm-hmm. property." And initially, it looked like things might go LinkedIn's way. It got bounced up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court bounced it back down to the Ninth Circuit. In April, they they put out their opinion that basically, as far as they're concerned, there are three different ways of accessing information. You have publicly available information on a computer that doesn't require permission to view. You have information that can be viewed on a computer with permission, and you have that permission, or you have information on a computer that requires permission, and you don't have that permission. Well, obviously, the third was what LinkedIn was saying that they had. And in fact, the circuit court said, nope, nope, you know what, this is public information. And unless you put some sort of technical barrier up, you really can't make the argument that it that it isn't public information because, in fact, LinkedIn whole business model is built around the fact that you can go to there, there and look at people's public profiles. So, to me, it looks like this case is honestly and truly dead. But you know what, listeners? I don't know if you know this, but Stephen is a lawyer. He's also uh, Canadian. I'm not sure that has anything uh, to do with this particular case, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. And uh, Stephen, what do you think about this? Uh, what's your opinion on it? Uh, yeah, I went and graduated from law school, so therefore technically a lawyer, but really only practiced for a year. So definitely I'm about the last person you'd want to take le- any kind of legal advice from. You know, I was... I was really surprised that that it ended up this way. Way way back in I think 1867 when I went to law school, we talked about this case where 
telephone book publisher essentially wanted to grab all of the phone information from a rival's phone book, publish it in their own, and kind of package it in in a new way. And, And that was allowed. They couldn't reproduce exactly the same pages and, and sell it that way. So I suppose that that this is similar to that. High Q, which I think is named after a 1980s soda. They have what they're basically doing is is they're grabbing the data like Google would, you know, and if you Google anybody's name, probably their their profile on LinkedIn is going to come up first. So for LinkedIn to argue that this is non-public and nobody has permission to see it is um, I thought that was a stretch at best. But you know what HiQ then does with it is more like the phone manu- phone p- book publisher where they kind of package it together and then they turn around and sell it. LinkedIn's in a tough situation because if everybody out there can grab its data and present it in a different way, maybe less expensively, whatever, that really is going to hurt LinkedIn. Uh, the answer is put everything behind a password-protected wall, but then they lose all of their search engine traffic. So it's a little bit of a damned if you don't do, damned if you don't. At the end of the day, in my mind, LinkedIn went. LinkedIn won. High queues out of business. Anybody who is thinking of pulling a high queue by going and using LinkedIn data like this is going to know that they're going to be buried under millions and millions and millions of dollars in legal fees. Even if legally HiQ wins this, I think from a practical standpoint, it's just it's an incredible chilling effect on on the ability of anybody to use LinkedIn data. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Coincidentally, today I was talking with a client and they were throwing out an idea that was analogous to this. And I was saying, you know, you're you're going up against some really deep pockets, and you're probably right, but this is but being right is just going to make you poor. It's not going to make yeah. you money. So I think <clears throat> that's just the way the world is. It's not fair, but you know who said it was? So anyway, today I feel very fortunate to have uh, two guests on here that have had us on their very well-known, internationally renowned podcast, The Recruitment Flex, Serge Boudreau and Shelley Billinghurst. And so I want to welcome you folks to Job Board Geek. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having us on your show. This this is really special. I, I wouldn't call it special. And I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> Shelly. You're just being overly nice. Serge, be on, you said you would be on your best. He is. Place. Now, come on. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Be your charming uh, self. Okay, I'll be my charming self. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor to be on Job Board Geeks. Um, you know how much respect I have for Jeff and a little right. bit for Steven, but especially yeah. for Jeff. When, when you're intoxicated, it, it, it's easier to have respect for me. Yeah. You know, Serge always knows the right thing to say at the right time, and I'm sure Shelley would back me up on that. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to throw this out to both of you guys because both of you come out of the uh, recruiting industry from different places. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about your background, your origin story, how you became the superheroes that you are today? Uh, Shelly, why don't you start out? Well, thank you. Because, you know, if you'd let Serge start, it'd be 20 minutes before he took a breath. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll be nice. I'll be nice from now on. So um, recruiting is my passion. I um, had my first recruiting job in 1994, and I knew within three days 
that I found my life's work. So I worked in uh, the recruitment industry, and then I went in-house and realized I just said 1994. So were there job boards then? Actually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but did anybody know what they were? Um, yes. It was It was kind of those early days, very early days. So put, roll the clock forward to the year uh, 2011, mm. I think, 2010. I met Serge. I, at that time, was leading a pretty significant talent acquisition team at a corporation. And one of our vendors was Canada's largest job board. And Serge was my account manager. And uh, the relationship has continued, even though it it was a little rocky to start (laughs) with. But our relationship (laughs) has continued. It's actually blossomed. Um, because once Serge was my account manager and then he went over to work for Indeed and he approached me and said, Hey, you know, what do you think about being, um, an ad agency? Mm. And I went, let's do it. So it was actually Serge's introduction that started me on the path of higher value, my company becoming, um, recruitment, marketing and advertising agency. So I owe him a lot. I, I spend you know, hundreds of dollars a year sending very extravagant gifts, mostly just to his family, never to him, um, <laughs> thanking them. Because then we, during the pandemic, Serge and I decided, you know, we talk all the time about recruitment and what's broken and, you know, what's working, whether it's, we both love technology. And um, that's how we started the podcast as well, was we thought, you know, like, how hard can it be? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's hard. It's it really is, and you know I do have to say, Serge is just the driving force behind it. He's um, he's really been leading the charge for the Recruitment Flex podcast as well. So, um, Serge, why don't you share your origin story? How did you get into recruitment, and how did you end up being the master of the Canadian job board world? So, first of all, Shelley, you're not the host, so we'll let Jeff. Uh, are you co-hosting? Is that the oh case? no. I thought you meant our show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the host, but you're not the host of this show where you're you're already oh, giving sorry. instructions. Let me pass that back over to you, Jeff. You know, this this you guys are sending this thing off the rails really, really well. Well, it's, it's that's a lot the point. easier with a yeah, it's a lot easier with just a single guest. You know, you can kind of whap them upside the head and they <laughs> they stop for a talk for a bit. But yes, yeah, so why don't you tell me your origin story, Serge? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be very succinct, unlike Shelly. Uh, so basically, Shelly is right. We met around in 2011, 2012. And the story's a little bit different than what she's she's saying. So let me give you my origin, then I'll, I'll give you that story. What really happened? So yes, right. I met Shelly. I was in, um, I, I worked for Workopolis. So I was the director for Western Canada, the rep that was representing um, Shelly actually left. So one of the things that I stepped in being one of our biggest clients is I, uh, I still remember the meeting. So I, I walked into their office and Shelly walked, I've never met Shelly. So she walked out beautiful, short lady um, and gave <laughs> me the hardest handshake that these delicate non-labor hands have 
ever felt. And I'm like, this woman is is a tour of force. Um, and basically the conversation, she fired us. She fired us because she didn't Ooh. think she was getting the results that she was supposed to get, even though she was wrong. Like we were driving the results, just the metrics that they were measuring internally wasn't that great. And Shelly, I'll let you rebut here in a second. But then I, I spent quite a bit of years in in that space and at Workopolis growing it. Then Indeed came calling. Uh, Indeed came calling. And this was before the acquisition and they wanted to build out their operations here in Western Canada. So I joined, built out the team uh, and Shelly was right. One of the first roles uh, I had was building out the ad agency network for Canada because there's there's not many of them and we needed to basically build them from scratch uh, for multiple reasons. And first person I call is Shelly, you need to do this. And I think it's worked out for you, Shelly. Um, Quite well, thank you very much. And and the other factor is uh, I'm a practitioner. Uh, leaving Indeed, I came back in the space that got me into it as leading corporate teams and talent acquisition. And that's really where my, my passion is. But lately, three months ago, I got brought back in the job board world, uh, joined after an acquisition of Career Beacon, which is a very well-known job board in, in parts of Canada, but it's actually from my hometown. So there was a little bit of nostalgia wow. that kind of stepped in and, and, and the CEO having the same last name as myself. I'm like, this, this is just meant to be. And it's been a, a wild ride getting back into it, even though I've kept really close um, tally of what's going on in this space for, for the last 15 years of, of doing this. So yeah, that's, it's a little bit of the origin story and Shelly's right. The recruitment flex has been a lot of work, a ton of work, but tons mm -hmm. of fun. And I would have never met you guys if it wasn't for the recruitment flex. So right there, like that, the whole value of the <laughs> thousands of hours I've done this for meeting you guys, is just a paycheck I needed. <laughs> Well, it's it's always wonderful to have guests that compliment us, don't you think, Stephen? I I try not to think, but um, don't you know this is this is this is one of the most enjoyable episodes that we've had so far because uh, I'm I'm really enjoying seeing Jeff struggle with um, three people who are going off the rails on him. Usually, he only has to deal with one. <laughs> but uh, so um, maybe Shelley, you can start, and then and then Serge, you can, you can tackle it too. That question that I had is um, for, I, I grew up in, in Winnipeg. I'm a dual citizen. So I, I know more about Canada than the typical American does. But one thing that most people don't realize around the world is just how vast Canada is in, in terms of the, the, how geographically vast it is. It's the second largest country in the world by landmass, probably like the 120th by population or something like that. But there's a lot of open space. And one thing that I can see when I go to Canada, even today, is there are significant differences culturally, how business is done, how you just even order things in different areas of, of the country. It's the US is much more homogenous than that, despite having some some significant regional differences in the US. Canada is much, much more, much um, more fragmented. Uh, you know, you go, you go into shop in Atlantic Canada, it's very different than going in someplace in BC. So from the job board business in Canada? Is it the same? Are, are there dominant regional players in certain markets and just different ways of doing businesses in, uh, in different areas? Shelley? So I love that you 
connected the dots on that because you're absolutely right. The way business is done in Vancouver, how businesses operate in Vancouver, what industries, just even the way they approach their their employment law. It varies slightly across Canada, uh, but there's a big piece that you kind of jumped over and that's Quebec. Quebec is a very, very different market. Um, they even have different laws, different employment laws. So when it comes to, you know, try when you've got companies that have operations across the country, yes, there's there are very distinct differences, which makes it complex for employers for sure. But there is there is I see a regional distinction as well for job boards, where um, Quebec is one of those. I have, uh, I don't know if anybody's actually cracked the code. There is one major player, Javilico, but have they really cracked the code? What do job seekers in Quebec really want in terms of an experience in looking for work? And then we see some um, Vancouver and Toronto have these real, like they're really heating up for tech talent. And so where did those people go? Like, what are the job boards that, and do they go to job boards? Mm. Hmm. There's a question mark, but I, we do know the dominant player here in Canada, of course, mm. is indeed. Um, then we go out to, and I don't want to steal Surge's Thunder because there is a the dominant player in Atlantic Canada. And it's an anomaly because even in places like Quebec, where we've got Jabilico, there's still, I'd say, a 50-50 split for what candidates want in, in that experience. Uh, but when you get out to um, the Atlantic provinces, it's... It, it, I, I can't explain it. So I think I'm, I'm going to have to hand that one off to search. What is happening in Atlanta, Canada? What are they doing right? I think. Well, oh, there I go again. Am I controlling? <laughs> there you go. I, I'm going to jump in and, and I'm gonna, going to agree with you, Shelly, on how it's fragmented. But it's, it's interesting because the majority of our population is based in two provinces. So Ontario drives most of the population across Canada. We have 40 million. Just the GTA, uh, so Greater Toronto area, you're, you're covering almost like 15 million people in just one segment. But Generally, what we're seeing in this job board, yes, there's Jobilico in Quebec, but if we really dig in deep, Jobilico's traffic is almost non-existent if you look at the big mm. picture, because in Canada, like we have a working population of around 20 million, a little bit more than that, and indeed drives around 12 to 15 million unique visitors mm. a month. Uh, when it comes to client market share, they have 85%. So we are fragmented, but not really, because Indeed is dominating in most markets and they're even dominating in Quebec is the market share is not as dispersed as it is maybe in, in Quebec, but they they're in Ontario, but it's they're dominating. Atlantic Canada is really interesting because Career Beacon kind of has a firewall and partly Atlantic Canada is kind of a firewall in a sense is. Quebec is very different. Atlantic Canada is different in its own way because it's got a very unique culture when it comes to French and English. Um, New Brunswick is the only bilingual province in the country. Um, there's there's a lot of local type of approaches when it comes to business. So Career Beacon has been able to have more than 50% market share in one market, but the rest of the country is very dominated by Indeed. And, and the numbers are interesting because the unique visitors on Indeed are insane. Like 15 million is in this type of market, like 80, 85% of traffic is just, it's crazy. Um, but then we look at the other players, there's no one close. Like if you look, there's indeed the number two when it comes to traffic is Workopolis, which is owned by Indeed. Then you've got Glassdoor, 
you got simply hired. So when you're in Ontario right now and you're a job board trying to make inroads, do you know what happens? That search page or that search uh, results page is all indeed like you can and you cannot break through as mm. a job board in the biggest market. So they they're going to have a dominance in this Canadian market for a long time, even though I think they suck lately. But um, <laughs> I they they just this is where the job seekers are going right now. Well, well, let me ask you guys a question, though, because one thing that I've seen in the U.S. market to a certain degree in other markets where they're, they're active is Google for Jobs. When they implemented their, you know, their new sort of uh, job schema and in certain countries, that had an impact on who was dominating the first page. Is that the case in Canada? Has it, has it been implemented? And if it has been implemented, did it have an impact? It has been implemented. It's still shit. Uh, the job quality and uh, is is just horrible. Uh, it hasn't improved even. I think they made the changes in October. And Shelly, you might have seen it differently. But working with their schema and looking at the job seeker experience on it, we all know that generally jobs seekers start on Google. Uh, and Google has such a unique opportunity to take advantage of that. But they just have it in Canada. And it, it's been helping other job boards more mm-hmm. than, uh, but not dramatically. Like we're not seeing like, Indeed is not scared of Google for jobs in, in this local market. But for a local niche, when I say niche, we're not niche, but like for Career Beacon, it, it's helped us. It, it puts us on the map. It gives us, it actually drives a fair amount of traffic, but nothing significant. And be like, Indeed is going to be scared of us or other players that we're seeing. Like, cause we're like, we're seeing like Job Illico, but Job Illico's traffic is nothing. But then we've got like some province with a regional board doing well, like SAS Jobs in Saskatchewan does mm-hmm. really well and they rely on, on Google for jobs. So they've seen actually an uptick in traffic as we're seeing all the other job boards seeing a decrease all across, except indeed Career Beacon and SAS Jobs are the only ones that are seeing uptick in traffic. And I think it's partly because the work we've done with Google for jobs in these two job boards that have helped us, but we're talking like 2% increase. Like it's not significant. So I have one other question and then we'll probably have to wrap this up, but this is fascinating to me in the sense that, you know, I've had a number of Canadian clients. They've all been niche job boards, you know, none of the big boards, but in Australia, Seek effectively froze out Indeed. They basically just said, we're not going to let you get our jobs. And when Indeed couldn't get their jobs, they could, they, you know, they're there, but they're not a player. You know, they, they really don't have anything. And it surprised me that Workopolis didn't do the same thing because they really had a lock on the Canadian market for a long time. Was that just incompetence or was that in fact, Workopolis said, well, maybe they'll, maybe they'll take us over. I think the proximity, oh, sorry, Shelly, I'll, I'll start on this one. I'll answer. I think the biggest factor is the proximity to the US compared to Australia. Uh, our behaviors are very similar. When Indeed started really taking over the search results pages and having all the jobs where Workopolis, we were basically duration-based type of advertisers. And we did try multiple ways of getting more traffic, but we never focused on SEO till it Mm. was too late. And before we realized, we looked at the numbers and it's like, oh crap, Indeed is, is almost doubling our traffic before we even realized it was happening. Obviously I wasn't I was focused on the sales side and I, I wasn't involved on, on that end. But I, I know from my perspective, that's what happened. Because we could have, very similar to Seek, we could have kept 
that market share. And you still look at this day, even it took a long time for Indeed to really make a big dent on Workopolis. It, it took like seven, eight years. And even when they bought them, Workopolis was still doing okay. Mm-hmm. Not great, but they were doing okay. They had a very sustainable business. Yeah, I'd say there's probably a reason why they bought Workopolis because they weren't able to make as much forward momentum in the market as they wanted to. Shelly, you were sort of looking at this from a different perspective. Obviously, you didn't have a you know, any skin in the game in terms of who succeeded. How did you look at it? Well, that's really, you know, when Serge tells a story about um, our first meeting, he comes in, he's the director of Western Canada. And I'm saying, well, we're, we're canceling. We're canceling. <laughs> like we're, we were not getting, even though he's disputing it, I'm telling you, we were not getting applicants from Workopolis, which was such a shame. I was a huge fan. Uh, it was really encouraging, but Excuse me, Workopolis, I think, was also purchased by a media company. Is that right, Serge? Am I remembering that correctly? But they were not investing in new technology. And I said, well, what are you guys doing? And I got crickets as a customer. And I think our account was pretty significant. Um, and I just kept coming back and getting the same answer. What are you doing? What are you doing to keep up with technology? What um, what is what is Workopolis's plan? Because that is it, it was kind of a neck and neck race for what LinkedIn was starting to offer. Now keep in mind this was 2011, right? 2012, and LinkedIn's products were really starting to ramp up, right? For an in-house recruitment team and. And then Indeed came on the scene just in, in terms of being an option uh, for us. But it that's to me was the beginning of the end was I didn't see them investing in their themselves. They had a great brand, their brand presence and what they must have spent on marketing and branding Workopolis was unequaled. Like they were a household name across the country. Mm-hmm. And I think they they pissed it away. I really do. I think they failed to continue to innovate and invest in their own product. And that's that's what happened from from a customer's perspective. I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a good observation. And, you know, it's frustrating for me. You know, I've been doing, uh, I've been providing consulting for 14 years now. And so I've watched this happen in market after market. And I remember talking to my UK customers before Indeed was making their move into the UK. And they were saying, we're coming to the UK. And I'm saying, okay, you guys should not be cooperating with them. You should not be buying from them. You should lock out your jobs Mm. from them because they're going to come in. They're going to do the traffic. They're going to get you hooked. They're going to dump you and they're going to take your business away. No, 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 no. Three years later, my UK customers were coming to me crying. You know, I work with boards all over the world. And if I hear Indeed's coming in, I tell my customer what's going to happen because Mm -hmm. it's no surprise. It's always the same playbook. Anyway, enough. I should, and full disclosure, I should say that my um, nephew is one of the high ups in Indeed in uh, in Quebec. Hmm. So uh, we, uh, we always have fun making fun of the Borg. Uh, when we meet each other. (laughs) Folks, this has been great having you on. Just as much fun as I thought it would be. Too bad we couldn't broadcast some of the stuff that was said before we started recording. But that's probably probably better for the audience. But anyway, um, Shelly, if if our folks want to get in touch with you and and talk to you more, uh, how do they do that? Thank you so much. Um, I can be reached on LinkedIn. And it's Shelly with an EY, Billinghurst. I I think there's a few... Billinghurst's on there maybe, but not many. And so I'm the one with Higher Value Inc. Or through our company page on LinkedIn and our website for the Recruitment Flex podcast. 
Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, thanks for coming on. And Serge, how do people get in touch with you if after listening to you, they want to talk to you? Well, they can find me on my OnlyFans page. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, there's a subscription charge, but if you don't want to pay a subscription, you the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, so Serge Boudreau kind of sounds like spell. Do check out the recruitmentflex.com. Our podcast is available on all major platforms. It's the number one HR podcast in Canada and soon to be the world. So we're we're making our way. Yep. Watch out, Chad and Cheese, right? Watch out. Yeah, Watch out. Yeah. And Stephen, finally, for those that want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, they, definitely. I, I just have to add, I, I listen to every episode of the Recruitment Flex, and it's not just for Canadians. It's fantastic for Canadians. But for people in other areas, too, there's a ton there that is applicable to every market. And just also like learning what's happening in Canada can benefit you if you're in Romania. Um, there, there are remarkable similarities. Uh, contact me, Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, at collegerecruiter.com. Or just have Serge have one of his relatives send some seafood to me and I'll be sure to reply to you. I, I, I love at the start that you mentioned every Canadian stereotype possible in our, our gift basket. I, I did sure not get in I did not get into into beaver tails. That that was that was one thing that Americans just wouldn't understand. You know, I, I will I will admit that most of my knowledge of Canada has come from the Canadian side of my family and uh, the Inspector Gamache novels. So my view of Canada is very, very skewed. But anyway, it's positive. So that's it for today's episode of Job Board Geek. Please be sure to subscribe via Apple, Spotify, whatever floats your boat. My name again is Jeff Dickey Chasens, the Job Board Doctor, and you've been listening to the only podcast that focuses on the business of connecting candidates and employers. That's all for now, and we will see you again next time. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.